Stage, the video game history podcast for everyone. My name is Dean. i uh, got a little bit of a short one for you today. Uh, I am once again joined by my lovely wife, Meredith. Hello. Um, like I said, it's a short one today, so we're just going to jump right into it. Let's do it. All right. So we're going to talk a little bit about Final Fantasy VI. Mm. Um... Final Fantasy VI uses a video or it uses video game mechanics as a storytelling platform. Okay. Uh, in in ways that have never been attempted before. Uh, one example is that um, there are inns and hotels at all the towns that you go to through the uh, the adventure. Okay. Uh, if you stay at one, you can recover all of your health points and magic points for. A much cheaper rate than like buying the items in order to do that. Mm. So, uh, so it's it's heavily suggested that especially earlier in the adventure you go to these inns rather than buying the items that do that. I would like to stay at a real life version of one of these inns. Me too. Like it could give me all my doctor's appointments and yeah. everything like much cheaper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I just get a mammogram real quick while I'm here? Thank you. Wonderful. <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, one example is that if you stay at these inns, uh, with a certain character in your, in your, uh, in your party, uh, then it, it gives you these, like, quick, uh, moments from his past and fleshes out his story like that. So, like, you go in the inn and suddenly the scenes of his life flash before your eyes? Well, you, you, you go in... And you pay the shopkeeper. You're like, I want to stay here. So you go into the room and everybody goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then you get this flashback sequence. Oh. And then you wake up. And nobody acknowledges it. <laughs> <laughs> and like... That was really weird. I just dreamed your life. Yeah. Uh, did you dream your life? We're not going to talk about that. Well, that's that's kind of the, the cool thing about it is that like nobody... The game doesn't say, hey, you can learn more about this character if you do this. Like, it just does it. Huh. So, I think it, that's that's really cool. Um, and it says, if the player doesn't visit any inns with shadow in your party, the player never experiences these scenes. So, it's the, the flashback sequences only happen when you have that character in your party. So it, oh, so this character, but you get to see scenes from all the other characters in your party too? No. Just him? Yeah, that's the only person that they do this for. Okay. I mean, that's cool and special, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we're not going to talk about that character today. We're going to talk about another character. Um, Save him for another time. We're going to talk about a character named Setzer. And I think you'll really like this guy. Okay, I'm ready. Setzer Gabbiani is described in-game as a gambling vagabond who finds freedom from society's narrow views of morality aboard his airship, the Blackjack. He is in love with the star of the opera house in an area called Dragon's Head. His main weapon is throwing darts and cards. Okay, I was all about this until he's just like throwing darts. And, and his special and his special ability is slot. Uh, S- each slot. Yeah, 
each character has like so he's a, casino themed. Yeah, a little, he's a roving gambler. God. Uh, um, but um, roving gambler sounds cool until you realize his weapons are cards, and it's like here's a paper cut. Well, they do more damage. He also has darts. And he, yeah. My okay. And he can also use like knives, but like everybody uses knives. Uh, but his special ability is slot, which brings up a. I use knives. But uses a he uses a slot machine mid battle, <laughs> which can produce a variety of effect of effects from healing the party to inflicting massive damage. It's a on ma the enemy. magic slot machine. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, you can equip an item which changes slot for two coin toss, uh, which inflicts great physical damage to all enemies at the expense of the party's money. So. Oh, okay. So they pay the thin machine money, and it. It's like here you yeah. go, mercenary. Yeah, the 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 popular expression online is just throw money at all of your problems. <laughs> I mean, not much is known about Setzer's early life. Uh, before becoming involved in the events of Final Fantasy VI, he had fallen in love with a woman named Daryl, who was also an airship enthusiast. One day, the two had a race which ended in tragedy, <gasps> as Daryl lost control of her airship and crashed. She was entombed along with the oh remains God. of her airship by Setzer. As the Gestalian Empire gained power, Setzer contented himself with remaining neutral while rebellions escalated, though he did take the occasional smuggling job. With the upcoming production of Maria and Draco opening at the Opera House, uh, Maria, uh, Maria, the star performer of the opera, Setzer had to have her for his own. So he got over that airship chick pretty quick. I mean, it's there was a few years in there, but I'm but yeah, I'm jumping. Okay. Um, he left a warning for the imp impresario of the opera house. Like a warning. I am going to have this lady. Yeah, like pretty much like a note that's like, yeah, I'm coming. Like. I mean, he's fair about it. I mean, he warns him, but like, it's like she's, like she's a package or something. Not, it it was a different time. It's misogynistic. I'm not arguing with that. I don't stand for it. I don't <laughs> like him anymore. Go ahead. Um, he left a warning for the impresario of the opera house, Bullshit. stating that he would be by during the opening performance to claim his bride. <laughs> what audacity! At this point, the Opera House was visited by a group of rebels known as the Returners, uh, specifically Sela's Cher, who happened to bear a striking resemblance to the opera star's Maria. Huh. The Returners need to get to the Empire's headquarter in a city called Vector, which is only accessible by air. Hatching a plan to replace Maria and Celis, with the Returners gain access to Setzer's airship, and the roving gambler joins your party. So Wait, who are the Return... What? The Returners are the, the good guys. Basically, they're the name of the group of people that you play as. Okay. So, yeah. So you infiltrate his airship. Yep. And you play a con on him. I mean, I'm not mad. Yeah. Uh, Setzer's standard equipment has him join the party with a bandana equipped in the helmet slot. So you can equip different uh, items, like armor and a weapon, and stuff like that. And he that. has a bandana? He has a bandana for he a helmet. He is lamer and lamer. Oh my... 
stick with me. Um, once removing Setzer's bandana in order... <laughs> In order to equip something stronger, ah. <laughs> the player might f find that Setzer is unable to re-equip the bandana once equipped. Oh, good. Most He's like, this was bullshit. You're right. This helmet is much better. <laughs> Most players initially considered this to be just an ordinary programming bug overlooked by the developers. But this is actually an in intentional storytelling choice. Because he, like, learns. About physics. Setzer is very proud of his roaming gambler persona he's developed over the years. However, he soon finds himself acquainted with Locke Cole, a treasure-hunting thief who constantly wears a bandana throughout the entirety of the player's adventure. Setzer's vanity is so strong that he refuses to wear a bandana while fighting alongside the same side as Locke. These guys are penises. <laughs> Setzer continues to work with the Returners until the game's main antagonist, Kefka Palazzo, uses the power of the Warring Triad, three ancient gods encased in stone that keep the world's magical power in balance. Of course, they're all gods. To rip the world... and No, one of them is a goddess. Okay, cool. Yeah. To rip the world asunder. Is one of them... Never mind. One year later, Celis meets Setzer in a bar, lamenting about how his fighting days might just be over in this barren, hopeless new world. Moved by his memory of Maria, Setzer eventually concedes and agrees to join the group again, but not before venturing to Daryl's tomb, which has become infested by monsters what? of the undead, to reawaken Daryl's airship, the Falcon. Utilizing the Falcon, the Returners are reunited, storm Kefka's tower over the remains of Vector, and renew the world to its former glory upon his defeat. While reuniting all of the Returners is optional, um, but it is a really good idea considering the level of monsters necessary to defeat in Kefka's tower, uh, it is important to note that Setzer is one of the four characters necessary to recruit before storming the final dungeon. Along with Celis, King Edgar of Figaro, and his twin brother, Sabin. I like how he's moved by the memory of the woman that he never actually came into real contact with. Yeah. Is I... this guy, like, 20? I... I think I read something along the lines of him being, like, 27 during the events of the game. But he's got long, flowing white hair. Of course he does. And a lot of scars. Okay. So. Anyway, uh, that's the story of Setzer. Um, thank you guys for tuning in today. Um, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to get back at us. Uh, at the Twitter handle that I will create probably sometime within the next week or so. Let us know how you would feel if someone sent a letter to your impresario saying that he was coming to claim you. Uh, so thank you guys for tuning in today. Uh, we hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.